Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, it's Saturday morning. The shorts are up, the mouth guard is in, and the oranges are cut. That means it's time for Chris Taylor and HG Nelson to hook into a winning grin on We Was Robbed. Yes, right around the country, right around the world. It's a very good morning. Hope you're having an excellent start to your finals weekend here with HG Nelson and myself, Chris Taylor, on We Was Robbed. As always, big shout out to Mavis, who's... She's got finals fever, doesn't she, wow. HG? Wasn't it great about one o'clock this morning when she played all the club th- songs, not only of the four finalists, but of every AFL and NRL team? Ever. Just... Even the ones that aren't in the comp, like the Newtown Jets song came out. I think we heard a bit of North Sydney Bears. Fitzroy in the old days, the f- uh, footy club uh, in Melbourne. Look, it was terrific. Mm. And in this uh, next couple of hours on We Were Robbed, we're hoping to play at least a couple of them just to give you a flavour of what you missed at one this morning. Absolutely. Look, so it's much coming. Coming up on the show today, look, nice to think Mavis had hung around one week to join us. I know she's got a lot on and she does have to prep for a shift tonight, which kicks off at midnight. And, you know, the minute she clocks off from one shift, she's already thinking about the next one. But given her love of rugby league, given her love of AFL, wouldn't it have been nice for her just to hang around and give some tips? Or the handover is what you're angling for. Maybe we could come in and say 10 to 8. Uh, one morning, we, sitting with Mavis when she spins away through Eye of the Tiger and uh, living on a prayer, yep. or you know, the wind beneath my wings, mm. or something like that, and then say, "How are you seeing it, Mavis? Highlights of the weekend? What yep. have you got coming up?" Yep. Well, that's great. Yeah. Anyway, we wish her all the best and uh, congratulations on what I think was one of her best shifts ever. Huge show uh, this weekend here on We Was Robbed. Obviously, it's finals fever. Uh, we've got the big one today and then, of course, uh, that that's the AFL. Then, of course, the Rugby League on Sunday night. We're going to be chatting today with Rampaging Roy Slavin. He's a friend of We Was Robbed. He's um, always been more than willing and able to fill in for me when I've been off jet setting. Uh, we're going to catch up with his thoughts on the two big finals. All that and more coming up on We Was Robbed. If flops and fiascos, botches and breakdowns are your go, We Was Robbed is your show. All right, now we will get to uh, the big two football games very, very shortly on We Was Robbed, but just uh, to take a little step to the left initially, HG, spring racing. People forget that. Like, you know, people get so focused on uh, the Rugby League and the AFL that they sort of forget that just around the corner is also the Melbourne Cup in November. And the Spring Carnival pretty much, well, it technically kicks off in the start of spring, September, but I like to think about it even as early as autumn. Start to think about who the ambassadors going to be. What are the fashions going to be like? Who's riding what horse of the big one come November? Uh, have you? How are you reading the form going into uh, the Melbourne Spring Carnival? Well, it's fantastic. You've set it out beautifully there because the most important thing is not only the ambassadors, but who's coming on Cup Day. I just hope they've got some big names. And speaking of big names, I mean, you and I were gobsmacked when it was revealed uh, maybe 10 days or so ago that Sting is going to be there today as part of the pre-match. I think we announced exclusively on We Was Robbed some time ago that it was going to be Vance Joy and The Living End mm. and a mystery name. And the mystery name, that blank has been filled in. And Sting, I uh, don't know if people listening to this show would remember Sting. Uh, great set of hits with not only the police but on his own bat. Had great hits like Every Breath We Take or Every Breath You Take, uh, Walking on the Moon, Message, Message in a Bottle. bottle. Uh, they were police hits, obviously, yeah. by himself. Something do Russians love their kids as much as oh, we do in the yeah. West. A rather moody number. Yes. And I'm not sure what he'll be doing, but obviously, um, you know, he'll be doing the latest single, 
which is something called I Just Love You, Babe. And the network will be very nervous about that because obviously when they come in, they want them to play the hits. Not even the solo sting hits, maybe the work with the police that he did, the really big hits. But of course, you'll want, you know, part of the deal will be playing the new one. The good news about Sting is he's very fit. Uh, now, I know the AFL's had some problems in the past with people not necessarily in the best health. I think Meatloaf was the famous example. They thought, ooh, is he going to get through this number without dying? Sting, famously a fitness freak. I think he likes going away on sort of retreats and working on his fitness um, and his mental health and all of that. So I think, is it possible they've gone with Sting just, you know... For safety safety sake, sake. a very safe pair of hands. Yeah. And, uh, of course, um, you know, you were describing, uh, I didn't see it, but you were describing the Brownlow entertainment as Meatloaf-esque, I think, Oh, well, yeah, Alex Lloyd, uh, the Australian rocker, um, who had that hit. Amazing. Amazing, yes. I uh, can't name any other Alex Lloyd hits, no. but uh, Amazing was certainly the one they uh, asked him to perform as part of a, an AFL montage, I think, to the players that hung up the boots in season 2016. So it was a very moving moment, full of gravitas. And Alex Lloyd was asked to come out and uh, wheel out his, his, his one hit. Amazing and, well, made Meatloaf look good. <laughs> That was the foghorn of football fun on the pirate ship. We was robbed. All aboard! Chris Taylor and HG Nelson with you on We Was Robbed this morning on Kindling Kids Radio. Now, uh, look, we got a little uh, carried away there with uh, our <laughs> our look at the rundown musically at the AFL final. We were talking about spring racing. Yeah. And some of the great ambassadors we can hope to see in those marquees and in the fashions on the field parades. Any, any... Well, late males, late males, certainly. Look, I think that the the ambassador role is not to be underestimated in the spring racing thing because, as we know, uh, big crowds come, especially to Melbourne and Flemington on Derby Day, on Cup Day, on Oaks Day, on on the... uh, I think it's Family Day, the last day of the the four. And uh, we've got the other events like the Caulfield, the Cox, and so on to worry about as well. So it's a very big burden these ambassadors have to have and remember of course they're representing tourism they're representing what you can do in Melbourne in between the races Uh, they're representing fashion they're representing you know really Australia to the world Mm. and let's face it eventually the Melbourne Cup will be run uh, all over the place maybe it'll go to Sha Tin in Hong Kong maybe end up in Vancouver because it won't It'll belong to the world. And this year, the ambassadors, well, no surprise really that Jennifer Hawkins is there, long-time ambassador. She loves horses, doesn't she? She, she knows the horse. Yeah. And this I'm year... I'm often surprised that she doesn't... Ride. Play, play, yeah, play more of a role. Uh, I know, did she ask for a... Amount? Wow, what an interesting idea. Look, Because uh, I think Michelle Payne, the uh, winning, winning jockey from last year, is no longer... I think she's had a couple of uh, differences of opinion with her uh, connections. And they're not letting her on the horse anymore. So we need a new sort of ambassador female jockey. Now, I don't know what Jennifer's weight is at the moment, but she's always looked thin. And fit. Yeah. Fit with it. Now... The great news is, of course, for those who follow these things, is Cameron McAvoy. The swimmer. The swimmer, who obviously got a bronze medal in Rio, missed out in the relay, missed out in individual events. He's had a month off to prepare for his role in the Maya Spring Racing mm. uh, ambassadorial stakes. When was he offered the job, HG? I think before he went to Rio. Yeah, this I is what I'm say. worried about. because uh, Nervousness. You know, well, there were a lot of theories that he was distracted at Rio. And I'm wondering if he was, you know... His eyes were on the the other on job. On the main prize. On the main prize. Because <laughs> often, you know, when you're on the blocks and you're sort of, you know, part of you's thinking, okay, how can I best swim 100 metres? The other part of you's going, what am I going to wear to Caulfield? <laughs>
was robbed is the siren sound of success here on Kindling Kids Radio. Chris Taylor and HG Nelson with you on We Was Robbed here on Kindling Kids Radio. It's our finals fever special. Our finals bonanza. We thought we, uh, look, there's already enough experts at the robber's desk, but why not make room for one more? He's a friend of the show. A very good morning to Rampaging Roy Slovan. Yes, good morning, Chris. Fabulous day. Wonderful day for football. Are you excited? What's the Roy ritual on finals morning? Oh, well, look, honestly, I, I, I like to get out to the ground early and have a look at the early fixtures. Um, just to see how the ground's going, how it's playing, you know, the surface conditions, the, uh, the meteorological conditions, all these sorts of things, you know, um, and just to get the feel, uh, the feel of the place, the uh, the feel of the crowds, where you know the how how the crowd's going. Um, but apart from that, it's just a normal day. Mm. <laughs> what time did you get there this morning? Was it before well, like daybreak? Get, I like to get out early. I'm phoning now. Uh, I'm on the phone. It's actually from the ground. Right. Uh, well, at the ground car park. Well, in, in my car at the ground car park. And Roy, of course. Um, oh, H- good morning, HG. HG. Yes, great to be talking to you. Uh, I'll be seeing you a little bit later on. Yeah. And um, what a what a day it is uh, in terms of uh, it gives us a chance to look back over the year. I'm just wondering in the AFL if anything caught your, uh, you know, your eye. Uh, you know, obviously the rise of the Giants was a talking point for a while, and indeed the rise of uh, Footscray now into the grand final for the first time since since 1961. People yeah. have quoted the number of me twenty thousand and ninety days since I actually appeared in a grand final. I'm just wondering the well, Slavin's perspective on the season. Yeah, look, it's been an intriguing season, hasn't it, HG? And who would have thought a team from you know, seventh getting through to the to the grand final? I mean, it, it, it's unheard of, unheard of. And in a way, this this uh, this Bulldogs machine is, is almost unstoppable. Yeah, uh, I mean, they really do, they, they do have history on their side. And, and, and there's this zeitgeist. I'm calling it a Bulldog zeitgeist. That, that's going through the country, um, and, and I'm part of it. Uh, I know a lot of people are part of it, and, and I just think the Swans are going to be overawed, HG, overawed. And secondly, they've shown that they don't like the niggle. They don't like the scraggy sort of play. They didn't like Western Bulldogs. Uh, sorry, the, 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 the Giants have got it all over them in this style of play, and uh, as soon as I can tell, the, the Bulldogs play in that very manner. And this is going to really get up the noses of the of the swans. I think, I so, I think they're yeah. going to be they're going to be out bustled, out enthused, and know that history is against them. No, I agree, Roy, and I think you're absolutely right about the uh, bulldog zeitgeist. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's even some swans fans who are secretly going for the dogs. I, look, I'm sure that's true. I, I'm sure that's true. I, I, I've got a couple of very close friends who are who are committed swans fans and ha- have been for a disturbing length of time. And they're saying to me that privately, they would never say it publicly, but as you say, as you suggest, Chris, privately, mm. they, they want the Bulldogs to win. They, 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 they just they just feel it. In fact, they're going to turn up in Bulldogs colours. Yeah. <laughs> now, Roy, obviously it's not long before the pre-match entertainment gets underway. Yeah. I know you're a student and have blogged extensively about pre-match entertainment over yeah. the years. Yeah. Uh, this year, uh, uh, you know, it's Vance Joy, The Living End and the late inclusion of Sting. Uh, you know, are you expecting an all-time pathetic performance in the pre-match, or do you think that these these well, trio yeah. of no-names can rise above these circumstances and present us with something that's passable? Well, Sting, yeah. Look, I don't know if people are thinking Sting much more. There's no Sting zeitgeist <laughs> happening 
anymore. <laughs> and what's the poor old bugger going to do? I mean, what is he going to do? Roxanne, I'm do guessing. something from his, uh, oh, I don't know, ten summoner's tails? Are we going to get <laughs> a couple of those? I mean, really, if it's not... I mean... Who wants to put an audience to sleep? Uh, I mean, it's just a, a bad, a bad choice for one. I mean, he might do something up tempo. He, he might do something like, uh, oh, I don't know, what's that stalking song? Uh, I'll be watching you. He might do that. Yeah, every breath you take. Every breath you take. Thanks, Chris. That's the yes. one. The or message in a bottle, or something like that. Yeah. Message in a bottle. Well, message in a bottle. He does sort of just with the guitar now by no, himself, terrible. no band. Mm. Well, how's that going to look? He's going to look stupid. And a weird fit with the Living End and Vance Joy. I mean, well, there's no, there's no synchronicity. You know, Living End are going to be great. Living End are going to nail it. I mean, Sting... I mean, I'd put Sting on first, if anything. It's <laughs> <laughs> a sort of warm-up act. Now, Roy... And people are going to be, you know, Living End, fabulous, play, do some more. Forget the football, give us some more. <laughs> oh, Sting's going to come out, you know, and people are just going to collapse in, I don't know, a sea of gastric. <laughs> now, Roy... Um, <clears throat> You've had a chance to consider this because I know I've seen some of your writing on it about a player singing the national anthem. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, are you still a, of a mind that this is something the AFL community has to embrace? And would you like to see Buddy Franklin sing the national anthem today? I would. I would. I, I would. I, I've been calling for this for a hell of a long time. It seemed to me a wasted opportunity. You know, people don't realise how talented a lot of our... Uh, I mean, who can forget Jason Martin? Jason Martin, take it to the top. Mm. Remember that? They've got so much talent, a lot of these players. Mm. Now, there's surely there's got to be a singer amongst them. And wouldn't it be a marvellous thing if just out of, the, out of the team emerges a solo voice? Let's say it's Buddy Franklin. Takes the mic and leads us through it. I, I would just love that. Mm. I, I think people would love that. Well, we... I think we advocated on this program, HG, a few weeks ago that... It'd almost be a lottery. You'd almost pass the hat around amongst all the players as they're lined up at the start of the game, and then whoever draws yeah. the, uh, it might just be the word Julie Anthony, yeah. uh, and then you that means oh hello, I've been yeah. called on to sing the anthem, and then you know sight yeah. unseen, almost karaoke style. You'd provide the lyrics for them, I think. Yes, yes, you'd have to, and uh, and uh, a back back an arrangement. There'd have to be an arrangement to, yeah. you know, to give them a key adaptable they, they, for they, any they key. Starting off at a silly key that they can't. <laughs> continue with you know it's got to be recognizably the anthem so that uh, people watching you know will know that oh it's supposed to be the anthem even if they get it wrong and then at the end of the game you could have uh player's choice yes so whatever they want to go out with um yes. so you make them do the anthem at the start of the game but then if they want to go out with some yeah. oh i don't know some queen or easy beats or, or easy something. beats or anything well what a lovely idea wouldn't that be lovely you know the 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 uh let's say the best on ground gets their medal uh, uh norm smith medalist the yes. norm smith medalist <laughs> is given the mic and uh you know you've got a, a keyboardist nearby <laughs> he can just nod and say well i want i want to do uh you know, I don't know. Take it to the top. Take it to the top. Mm. In this key of G, if you don't mind. <laughs> and off he goes. People would love that. Wouldn't they? Now, one thing we noticed last week, and we've talked about this already on the show, and I'm just wondering if you had a chance to catch up with Andre Agassi, who was here last week, mm. ostensibly, I think, for the preliminary final between the Swans and the Cats. Sadly, it was a match that seemed to send him to sleep. It but... did send him to sleep. Yes. It, it did. It, I mean, it, it wasn't the greatest match. I enjoyed it. I loved it. I love that sort of, you know, two scrapping teams scrapping at each other. I love that. But uh, it didn't talk as much to Andre as many thought it might. Um, <laughs> Do you think sitting next to Gillan McLaughlin, the uh, most, uh, what would I say, the most uh, dynamic man in football, yeah. helped it? 
at all? Or? Well, it might have kept him awake a little bit longer than he may not have, you know. <laughs> he, he would have dozed. Look, I think he would have politely made his excuses and gone home straight after the bounce, truth be known. <laughs> I think he would have rather been at the hotel, you know, watching some old movies or something, or whatever Andre gets up to these days. Bugger if I know. He's, a, he's an odd fish. Mm. He's now, an odd fish. Uh, what was lovely was uh, he said, uh, without wanting to drift too far away, he said that he hated the game so for so long and he didn't know a, a, about it at the time and he identifies completely with Nick Kyrgios. Is that right? Yes, he just says, you know, he understands entirely what he's talking about when he says he hates the game. Yeah, right, right. This is tennis you're talking about because Nick Kyrgios hates tennis. Yes, that's yeah. right, tennis, not football. Sorry, no, not I, football. I made that jump. No, yeah. he hates tennis. Oh, God, well, why would he? Of course he hates tennis. Now, well, look, well, look what it demands him to do. Mm-hmm. You know, travel the world and gob off. <laughs> now, Roy, you were obviously down in Melbourne yesterday for the parade, uh, the grand final parade. Yeah. Now, it's public holiday all throughout Victoria. Yeah. And uh, we discussed on the program last week that the uh, the opposition leader, whose name still eludes us, I don't think we had it last week, we still don't have it this week, yeah. he wants to overturn this policy and make it a working day for Victorians. What was the mood yesterday and how much would it dampen the spirits and the fever yeah. of Victorians if you did rob them of this holiday? Well... Well, there'd be riots in the streets. There, mm. there would be. Uh, people love the holiday. In fact, most people I spoke with wanted the holiday extended for the whole week yeah. um, to have a week of celebration where the players parade every day. Um, and then maybe a week after the game to debrief. Yes. Well, <laughs> well why not make it a, a fortnight festival of football? Why, well, why not? It can't be bad for the economy because I tell you, Chris, people spend more on holidays than they do when they're they working. Do. And football's good for the economy. Football is fabulous for the for the economy, but even better for the economy is our holidays. Roy, I, I notice uh, the there's been some key injuries uh, developed, you know, through the final series, which seem to uh, have been miraculously fixed up by the following week. Oh, this is Roughhead's Eye. Well, Roughhead's Eye, we had Gary Rowan in all sorts of trouble one week. Yeah. Um, you know, are our medical people connected with the AFL, you know, some of the best in the world? Look, I think they are, actually, and have been for a hell of a long time. Mm-hmm. And and for so long, sports injuries have really been the cutting edge of, you know, world-class and world-pioneering surgery. Who can forget the great work Merv Neagle did? Uh, no, not Merv Neagle. No, no, I think you're right. You're talking about his hamstring where yeah. he went offshore and had the That's offending right. blood yeah. uh, sucked out of it with a syringe. That's right. <laughs> That's going back some time. That but I think that gave people an idea that we could do it. Yeah, but now everybody does it. Yeah, mm. or we could be at the cutting edge. Yeah. We can have people break their knees one week and yeah. to be up and about yeah. and part of the competition the next week. Well, knee replacement, it, 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 that's where knee replacement surgery really began, I think, actually. I think you're right. And these days, it's not unusual to see someone have a, a knee replaced, say, on a Monday and be training on Wednesday. And, you know, I, I know doctors are against it, but they could play on the, on the, on the Saturday mm. um, uh, with, with enormous confidence, often with a stronger knee. That titan, di, titanium they're using yes. these days is much stronger than bone. Mm. Yes. Well, Roy, it's been great, and I hope you can stay around, and we might have a talk about the rugby league in a moment. But before yeah. we let you go in this particular section, g- just give us an idea of what you're thinking about, you know, is the bulldog zeitgeist that yeah. you've referred to? And I know you went to training this week and gave the boys a few tips. Yeah. Uh, you know, do you think the zeitgeist is enough to get them home against the Sydney Swans? Yes, look, I, 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 I do. 
I, I, I do. Look, I did go to one training session, and uh, you know, I was just asked if I could, you know, have a few words uh, to 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 the boys about, you know, uh, what's in store for them and what to expect, because they haven't, obviously haven't been in a grand final for a hell of a long time. You know, as you mentioned, you know, two hundred thousand days or whatever it is. But uh, uh, beverage, Luke Beveridge got me in, and uh, all I could really talk about HG was uh, how to prepare for a loss, and I don't think. I don't. I, th- I think I, I think I got the mood wrong. <laughs> um, the talk didn't go over as well as I thought it would. I thought they'd be, you know, really, you know, philosophical and respectful mm. of my position. That you know, often, you know, a loss like this is very difficult to deal with. And there are counselling services, and I gave them all numbers and <laughs> gave them cards, etc., of psychiatrists and psychologists and backup staff, sociologists, etc., that they could see. Um, but but they were very disappointed, and I felt that I just got it wrong. And I was, uh, well, to be frank, I wasn't welcome around the place anymore. <laughs> but I still believe in the zeitgeist. I just worry if the zeitgeist, you know, blows a tyre that uh, mm. the boys are going to be, well, they've, they've got my cards. I've got your cards. <laughs> uh, there you have it, the wisdom of Rampage and Roy Slave, and he's going for a Bulldogs win in the, uh, in the big one this afternoon. Can you hang around, Roy? Yes. We'll talk more Finals Fever with Rampage and Roy Slavin up next. That very awkward silence is the sound of losing. Seldom heard on We Was Robbed. You are on Kindling Kids Radio. This is We Was Robbed with Chris Taylor and HG Nelson. Joined on the line. Uh, He's now managed to uh, get to Sydney, I believe, uh, courtesy of Jetstar, I can assume, uh, to uh, have a look at the ground in the Rugby League NRL final, which is taking place on Sunday night. Roy, we were so grateful for your AFL thoughts. Let's talk NRL. What's yep. the mood there at the ground? Oh, well, I mean, you've got history again, haven't you, Chris? You've got you've got uh, this this push for Cronulla. You look look at they've they've never they've never won. Uh, they've never won a grand final. They might have played in three grand finals. They were bashed up. They were found wanting in each of them. I I, I, I witnessed them. Uh, I, I said to myself at the time, this team will never win. In you know, if if rugby league goes for another million years, and let's hope to God it does, uh, I could just never see Cronulla doing it. But they've done it. They've they've done. There's some magic happening there. The uh, this uh, this Shane Flanagan has uh, has worked miracles with uh, this bunch of uh, well hapless losers, basically uh, led by Paul Gallen, who uh, pencils himself in as a, a, a loser of well a giant among losers. Mm. Uh, in a team of losing giants, uh, Andrew Fafita. I mean, is there a bigger loser in the world than Andrew? I don't think so. Uh, but the, the Storm are looking a little bit stale, Chris. Mm. They're looking... They're, they're not scoring enough points. Their, their, their attack is uh, is predictable. Their defence is fantastic. But... Uh, Can but you win a final just with defence alone? You can't. You've got to score some points. You've got to score some points. And uh, if, uh, you know, Fafita can do something really mad and get the ball to uh, Ben Barber on a break, then uh, we might see Cronulla, you know, do something and win this time and really create history. And it, it really would be a monkey off the back of all of New South Wales, really, because um, I know a lot of New South Wales feel the pain uh, of uh, Cronulla uh, having never won. And uh, it, it would just remove a, an enormous poultice that's been sucking a lot of pus uh, from the spirit of New South Wales for a hell of a long time. Uh, are you reading a shark zeitgeist the same way you read a dog zeitgeist? A, a little bit, a 
little bit, but but it's it's hard to pick, isn't it, Chris? I mean, it's hard to feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I, I uh, went with HG. He's probably told you we we, we went down to the Sutherland Shire j- just to get the mood of the place, and and there was no one about. Everyone's indoors. Nervous. You know, it's it's, it's very quiet. It, too quiet. It seems to me. I would have thought kids would have been out and about talking yeah. to each other, talking football, kicking footballs around, doing all this sort of stuff, yeah. and getting excited. But we've been not. we've been very surprised. Local butchers in the Shire region haven't been dyeing their meat uh, blue, black, and white. I know. Uh, it's just, I mean, I I, I, is, I it, is it inexperience, lack of grand final experience, that they don't know how to behave when you make a grand final? Yeah, well, I tell you what, Chris, what what occurred to me, you know, I have done some butchering in my day. <laughs> But uh, there's nothing sadder than on a Monday morning when you've got a window full of blue sausages that no one wants to buy if you've lost. <laughs> you can't move them. No, you no matter how you much you discount them. No. Now, Roy, looking back over the year, uh, just a few highlights, just wondering what caught your eye. The bunker obviously was a great innovation, and yeah. the more we can stop rugby league from being play and go upstairs and away bullfeds to look at television screens to tell us what goes on, the better. Yeah. We had Jared Hayne returning after going to America and seeding the concept of Mad Monday, yep. then turning up not with Parramatta but with the Titans. Yep. The miracle of Sticky in the Canberra, that is uh, the Angry Ant, a.k.a. Sticky, a.k.a. Ricky Stewart, a.k.a. Carlos Smithson. Yeah. The miracle there, uh, moving the players into the motel. That was something he brought to the competition this year and it'll take off. And, uh, you know, I mean, I've just got to say is uh, another... Uh, Blues loss in state of origin. I mean, it's some wins there. Yeah. But um, you know, I'm just wondering what caught your eye. Uh, well, I, 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 you know, I, I, I as you well know, I, I love Tumalolo, uh, who won the uh, shared the Dally M earlier in the week um, mm. uh, with the young Cronk Kitty from uh, the Storm. You know, I was really worried that egging cars might have cost him. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's great fun, especially. Yeah. You know, uh, especially in far north Queensland, when you wear a car there and the sun hits it, I mean, oh, it can yeah. take you weeks to get the shell <laughs> off. It's, it's, it's a very funny thing to do. Um, and great that he was doing it with, you know, some of the younger players from uh, the lower grades. I mean, it really does set a tremendous example. But I'm glad they didn't hold that against him because uh, he, he did come good after that. And uh, uh, so player behaviour was, uh, I, I think, the standout of this year. It's, it's, it really has been a vintage year. Have you ever met, had a year where the redemptive power of rugby league put all religions in the shade? <laughs> well, well, you're right. It is becoming a new religion, isn't it? Uh, the religion of rugby league. There are very few commandments. Uh, there appears to be only one, really. Don't get caught. <laughs> That's right. And so, Roy, uh, thanks for that wrap of the year. I'm just wondering how you're seeing the cards falling in the big one between the, the obviously, the sentimental favourites. With You know, I know they've been under clouds for player behaviour and all sorts of other problems and not mean forgetting Stephen Dink's handiwork in the past. Oh, that's true. And... and they're not liked particularly, or the area that they come from is not particularly liked by the population of Sydney as a whole. But are you seeing a story here of Sydney v Melbourne with Sydney emerging the winner? I, I, I am HG, and you're right. The, the Sutherland Shire is not a popular uh, part of the world. Uh, but it might just bury the hatchet, yeah. you know? It, mm. it, might, it might be the feel-good story of the year. Um, it, it might just turn the Shire around and make it a, a welcoming place mm. a, again. And with terrific role models, like, as I mentioned, Andrew, for, well, the Fafita brothers. Um, if they can be seen as peacemakers uh, and role models, uh, then, then I think rugby league, again, has turned up trumps.
Now, Roy, obviously yourself and HG will be calling uh, both finals this weekend. If anyone wants to briefly move the dial away from Kindling towards news radio, where can they hear your respective calls this weekend? Uh, look, I think we're on news radio. News ABC, radio. ABC uh, don't, don't news ask radio. Me what, the, what the call number is. It might be 6.30. In Sydney alone. The trouble is, around the country, you have to find your ABC News Radio outlet. You know my advice? Get inside a taxi. I find a hell of a lot of cab drivers listening to News Radio. So wherever you are in the country, hail a cab for two hours uh, and listen to the call. Oh, what a great idea. <laughs> Thanks very much, Roy, uh, well, for this. I'll see you later today. Yes, all right, mate. And, uh, and all the best, gentlemen, and thank you very much for your interest in, in football. Thank you very much. That's Rampage in Royslaven uh, on this huge weekend in Australia. We'll be back with more We Was Robbed. We Was Robbed is a hot bar for the bruisers after the full-time hooter on Kindling Kids Radio. On Kindling Kids Radio, this is Chris Taylor and HG Nelson. We're doing We Was Robbed. Oh, wait, well, thank you to Roy Slaven once again for his thoughts. Um, do you agree with him, HG? He's gone for a um, a Bulldogs win today, and then tomorrow, tomorrow evening, he thinks the Sharks might just have the, well, the... The history might be on their side for the first time ever in the NRL. What's the HG Nelson position? Well, if I was pushed, I think that he's right about the Sharks. I'm not just sure about the Bulldogs. Um, you think the Swans I, I would could like break to... the doggies' hearts? Yes, well, the... Dogs, um, the two things about the, the dogs is that they hang in there, so that's great. So even if what happened last week and the Swans get six or seven goals in the first quarter, the dogs will try and work out a way to beat them. I just, for some reason, I just don't think they're strong enough to beat them. Mm. It's two contrasting styles. I mean, admittedly, the Storm and the Sharks are two contrasting styles as well, but I'm more confident the Sharks can beat the Storm, right. who look a bit thin at the moment. Yeah. The only thing I would say about this, uh, the Storm, though, is they have have Cameron Smith and Cooper Cronk who manage the game better than anybody else meaning that mm. if the score's 8-10 with 40 minutes to go you can probably expect Cooper Cronk and Cameron Smith to move the ball around to their advantage and not to the mm. Sharks' advantage. Anything can happen in a grand final though. That's true. That's uh, true. Grand it's final football is very different it's a, to it's a, a semi-final it's a football. That's right. Uh, who will that favour? Who's going to be the most tentative? Who's going to have nerves? I, I imagine the Sharks will have nerves. Oh yeah, I agree with And that. the Doggies. Yeah, I agree with those two yeah. things too. But they've had a chalk from Roy yep. about losing, so yeah. they're they're prepared for the worst. <laughs> now, uh, still on football, yes. And look, let's have a look at um, what next one year. of the other great stories well, of, no, of 2016, the... which Roy didn't touch on, was the finally getting the green light for the women's AFL code. When does it launch, and how's it looking? Well, it's looking extremely exciting. It's uh, the um, the Carlton Club have made a lot of uh, what was some progress this week. They've secured Adelaide-born Kate Shearlaw uh, and women's VFL premiership player Nat Exon as rookies for the February's first inaugural season. Shearlaw, who played state a league basketball in Adelaide, javelin thrower, started playing football this year for Wimbledon AFL competition in London. So they've already got a women's competition in, no surprise there, Britain being way ahead of Australia. In August, Wimbledon Hawks posted a four-minute highlights video of Sherlaw in action on YouTube. Obviously, clubs saw it. Carlton picked up the phone first. 
And uh, Damien Keeping, who uh, is the coach of the women's team at Carlton, said, I've no doubt that uh, uh, Kate will be a great addition. Kate's an athlete of very uh, good sizes, raw ability to develop into something pretty exciting. Sheila, a ruck forward, uh, working in the UK as an accountant, returned to Australia in November to be there in time. Now, That's um, an unusual transition, isn't it? It is. When we've talked about code hopping a lot this year with Jared Hayne. But the the move from accountancy to AFL is not one you see every day. No. Now, the other one mentioned player, Nat Exon, uh, middle distance runner, former soccer player with Victorian Premier League club Box Hill, discovered after attending uh, AFL talent search. She hadn't played football until this season, hindered by hip injury, very competitive, always loved footy. When I heard about these talent th- searches, I thought, now's a good time to get into it. My whole family is footy crazy. My brother Ryan plays. It's the best sport in the world. I always wanted to play sport at the highest level possible, seeing as there hasn't been a pathway up until now. That's one of the reasons why I tried other sports. Uh, Carlton said that they've thrown the net fairly wide for the players and they've assessed right across the nation, viewed games in WA, Queensland, Tasmania uh, to find players. We've got a pretty good assessment of the broader playing group uh, that they get some and then there's uh, the draft to come and then they can start uh, pre-season training. Now, is there any suggestion uh, this time next year that as part of the same card... And no. on grand final day, you might not have the women's final? No, well, the difficulty is the women's competition is done and dusted about yeah. the time that the men's get into the Yeah, So it's almost a carryover. Like, there'll be the interconnecting the competition beautifully to, put. to tease people through the summer before season 2017 okay. in as the soon, men's. As soon as the draft's over for the men, then all of a sudden the women's competition is underway not long after Christmas, and then so you get this in-between competition filling up that yawning gap where people are screaming for footy because mm. uh, the fixture's out, they know where they're going to go, what when they're coming to Sydney, see, when they're going uh, to Perth to see the teams, etc. Look, no, I, there's something I don't like about this. So already we've, we've been very upset about the different rules they're going to make mm. the women play under. But I also don't like the forcing them to play in the heat of summer. Uh, this is not football weather, HG. Why should the women have to run around when it's 42 degrees and people are falling over at the Australian Open? Why can't we have a tandem competition for them in winter and then they all come together, they do Mad Monday together... That might not be such a good idea, but then they at least do final season together. Well, that will happen soon. I'm not sure exactly. Maybe 2018? 18, 19 maybe mm. will be the time that that happens. So two years to go. But another little bit of news is that uh, Collingwood uh, has asked to play Carlton the MCG on May 6th. 2017 as part of the celebrations of the 125th year of the Collingwood Magpies. Boo. Uh, we hope the game will be a very big occasion. There are plenty of things we have planned for it, which we will reveal as we get closer to the time. Wouldn't it be good if they that could be? Well, how many years? 120? 125. 125, and they could choose whoever they want to play. They've, Carlton, obviously, traditional. That was the first uh, match in, oh, historically, in 1892. A, so it's, it's historical reasons the for it to be Carlton. Yeah. Wouldn't it be good? Uh, I assume it's still a game that goes towards points for that season. It will. It's not an exhibition game. No. Wouldn't it be good? If for the anniversary match, past players are not only encouraged but forced to take the field. Like both Carlton and Colin would have to field like five golden oldies as a tribute to the uh, you know to the, the club's history. history. Are you are the golden oldies able to come? Like for instance, could Chris Judd come back, or isn't he golden oldie enough? I oh, know I'd want them fifty and over. Fifty, <laughs> and I'd want one from each decade. So I'd want a fifty-year-old, oh. a sixty-year-old, a seventy-year-old, and lovely. come wheelchair or high water. I want an eighty-year-old, no matter what mm. condition they're in. Everyone has to field one of them. 
If they've got a 90-year-old, great. Isn't that a nice idea? It's a lovely idea. I, the one thing that I would say about it is I just hope they don't go for the soft option of that and have that match on either at halftime or before the main no, match. No, it's got to be the main game. Yes, yes. It's got to be the main game and the points count. Look, I'd love to see flaming goalposts, uh, ah. something special like that. I mean, or, you know, maybe a match, uh, you know, where the... Um, well, you know, so much, so many ideas that they could come up. Would with. you make them play in the silly old clubber? Like, oh, they've got to play in the silly, yeah, the lace up, jumper lace up jumpers, and they, uh, the uh, what would I call them? The long shorts, the jodpers, or the yeah, oh, yeah, the jodpers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Yeah. What else? Did, they didn't wear hats. They, they, they did from team so, photos. They always they seem always to be in had hats. Caps. Can we get? Caps. Can we have a game in caps? Oh yes, that's so a, stupid. Aren't they? Yeah, they are, and very, very says nothing like an but, idiot, but very, very Collingwood. Hey kids, you're on a flight to nowhere with the skipper Chris Taylor and co-pilot HG Nelson. Fasten seatbelts please, we was robbed, cleared for takeoff. Well, what a show it's been. Chris Taylor, HG Nelson with you just for a little, well, there's not much time left on the metre at all, HG. What a show it's been. Um, big thanks once again to Rampaging Roy Slaven. Um, all the best to you and Roy for your big call today thanks, on Chris. News Radio. Check your local guides for the call sign. Just before we wrap up the robber's desk uh, for this week, uh, it wouldn't be a robber's show without a discussion of where the fish are biting this weekend. Well, well look, I've got to say is that uh, we've had so much response to fish, oh. our fishing notes. Well, people get angry when we talk Don't about things it. other than fishing. Yes, that's right. Like all that finals talk, people were impatient. They kind of believe they've sat through two hours of radio before a fish was mentioned. Well, now, look, uh, this is a great program uh, that's just been announced, um, or it's been going for a little while, but ordinary fishermen, uh, fishermen and women, or fishos, to give them a neutral yes. uh, thing, can now get involved in vital tagging programs. It's just in New South Wales, so these will be in all states, I'm sure. The New South Wales D- DPI Game Fishing Tagging Program, wait for it, issues f- tags free of charge and works in close association with Na- New South Wales Game Fishing Association and Game Fishing Association of Australia. The program is run using funds from New South Wales Recreational Fishing Trust and so far more than 40, sorry, f- how do I say this? 420,000 fish have been tagged. Oh, individually? Four. Can you tag them collectively as a school? What a good idea. I'm not sure how you do that. I assume you have to catch it, put a tag on it, and let it on go. 420,000 of them. It's an enormous number of fish. 420,000. I didn't realise there'd be that many in the state. Oh, no, there's a lot of fish. A lot of fish. Yeah. Now, the, it's a lot of catching and releasing with a bit of tagging in between. The big news for those who might be headed up, and let's face it, it's a long weekend in certain parts of Australia. Oh, it's a fishing weekend. Fishing weekend. Uh, spring, obviously, we haven't got any news of how they're biting in the fly fishing capital, Canberra, but uh, if you want to get uh, some fish into the action, heavy action, Brim were roaming their usual haunts, such as this is in the Central Coast, the Rip Bridge, Half Tide Rocks, Paddy's Channel off Tascot, and up into the Gosford Broadwater. Flatheads were being taken in the same areas during the day, plus some delicious flounder. God, there's a, they're oh, a magnificent eating Flounder's fish. eating so well at the moment. The burst of early season blue swimmer crabs dropped off a bit, but Ooh. those fishos who know the area still managed to uh, feed. Uh, of the um, you know the blue uh, the blue crabs. Tell you what, HG, we were talking about uh, with Roy uh, the the failings of Cronulla butchers yeah. on the sausage front. Fishmongers have half their work done for them already with the blue swimmer crab, don't they? It's they already do. it's already blue, and I think it's black 
and you could just put a white stripe on it and you've suddenly you've got a, a crab in club colours. <laughs> no, nice whiting were about throughout the uh, system along the uh, the beaches and uh, fishers using small hard-bodied lures uh, snared some very nice whitings. And meanwhile, um, uh, the game fishing uh, season got underway. They uh, Big game. Big game. They were chasing yellowfin out of the shelf. Um, Any you know, marlin or swordfish out there? <clears throat> well, I'm not sure. There were nice bags of flatty, snapper, mowong, trevally and uh, big nanny guy. I'm not sure quite what mm. that is, is off Terrigal. So there's a lot of fish about for those who, um, you know, want to have a go. And, uh, you know, let's face it, this this uh, weekend would be an ideal time to do Wouldn't it. Wouldn't it? So you can, uh, you can watch the AFL this afternoon. You can watch the Rugby League on Sunday night. Then you can get your kids together. You can take a rod and go out uh, wherever you like in a boat. And you'll bag yourself something. a fish. You will get something. Yeah. That's guaranteed. Even if your club loses this weekend, you'll go home with a fish. Uh, that is it for uh, this finals edition of We Was Rob. Thank you so much for your company, as always. Uh, HG and myself will be back same time next week. But enjoy your football this weekend. And until 8 o'clock next Saturday, bye now. That's it for this week, Robbers. The boys will be back next Saturday from 8 a.m. Remember, you can relive all the action by heading to our website, kindling.com.au.